Hey guys, this is Ryan Rufus, and today I want to talk to you about speaking in tongues. This is actually a great topic uh, that a lot of people get really scared about. They misunderstand it. They freak out because they see some crazy people, uh, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Pentecostal charismatics that go a little bit crazy, and then they get afraid of the gift, and they just want to get rid of it altogether. And no, we don't do that. We just use our mind and our intellect, and we communicate with people that way. But uh, tongues is actually a gift that God has given to the body of Christ and to believers, and it has an intended purpose. Um, uh, Jesus said that, uh, go and preach the gospel to all the nations. Those that believe, uh, these signs will follow those that believe. They will cast out d demons, and they will also speak in new tongues. And I believe that as born again, new creation beings, God has given us a new language of the spirits. It's a new prayer language. And I want to help you discover your personal prayer language of tongues, because the Bible says that he who prays in tongues edifies himself. He builds himself up in the spirit and it makes you strong spiritually on the inside. And, uh, I, I love speaking in tongues. I've been speaking in tongues for over 20 years. And I find that when I go into my room and I spend time praying in tongues, it's, it's like a, a fresh reservoir of God's supernatural strength begins to fill my inner man. And uh, I just suddenly find that I am strong on the inside. In fact, it helps you to overcome sin, to resist sin. Um, uh, it helps you to get in the spirit, praying in tongues, to get in tune with the Holy Spirit. It helps you to think the thoughts of God, have faith, the, the kind of faith that God has. Um, it helps you to hear the voice of God, to know the will of God. Um, there are so many benefits of praying in tongues. And you may have grown up in a, an environment that discouraged speaking in tongues or criticized speaking in tongues because it saw some misuses and abuses of tongues. And I just love that Paul the Apostle, you know, he addresses the Corinthian church that was kind of out of control and in chaos when it came to tongues. It seemed like everyone was getting up and trying to speak in tongues all at once and just praying in their own prayer language with no interpretation, no clarity of what was happening. And so Paul, I love the fact that he doesn't ban tongues or forbid tongues and saying, oh, you guys are not using them properly. Therefore, no one use them. We're going to create a safe environment. No, Paul says uh, he actually just gives them a correction. He corrects them on how to use tongues appropriately and how to use them properly. And in doing Doing that, uh, he was enabling them to um, receive the benefit of tongues, their intended use, and uh, so that tongues could become effective in the church. And so you may have had uh, grown up in a, an environment where tongues were uh, criticized, and um, you might have certain thinking that is hindering you from receiving this gift of tongues. I believe very strongly that God has, has given us, as new creation beings, the, a powerful gift of personal tongues where we actually pray from our spirit and communicate with the Holy Spirit and our mind doesn't understand it but actually the Bible says we speak mysteries to God 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 that he who prays in tongues uh, speaks mysteries to God from the spirit and the word mysteries is the Greek word mysterion and it doesn't mean something that is unknowable it means something that can only be known through revelation or as the spirit reveals so Tongues to anyone listening will just sound like mysteries. It probably sound like gobbledygook or gibberish. 
And people get really weird about that, but that's because we're trying to understand it with our natural mind. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says we understand spiritual things through the Spirit because they are spiritually discerned. In fact, tongues, unknown tongues, mysteries, probably will offend the natural mind. And people think it's strange and weird, but it's actually not weird when you understand it by revelation, when you understand it in the spirit. Um, Tongues is actually a very normal thing and it's a very powerful thing. And I really pray that you discover this incredible gift of tongues and get it activated and operating in your life. If you're struggling to receive this gift of tongues, it could be because there's thinking in your mind that is rejecting tongues because your mind thinks it's weird or someone has criticized it. You grew up in an environment that it was criticized. And so you can see other people speaking in tongues and it's powerful to them and you kind of want it, but there's, there's a hindrance in your thinking. And so that needs to be simply broken with truth and what the Bible says about tongues. And then also to activate that gift of tongues, you'll just need a little bit of coaching, someone to help you coach and I'm going to make a video about how to actually activate tongues and step out in tongues and receive that gift and get it operating in your life. So watch out for that video next. Um, but let me just give you a basic theology that can of tongues so that it can build your faith and, um, and build your understanding about tongues. I've actually written a whole article about this. You can find it on my website, newnatureministries.org. It's called a Bible study um, about speaking in tongues and that is under my teaching articles. All right, so there's two kinds of tongues. Uh, There's known language tongues, and then there's unknown language tongues. Um, Known language tongues, this is a gift of the Spirit, where the Holy Spirit temporarily gives you a gift and an an ability to be able to speak in tongues in a a foreign language. Uh, That's actually a known language on earth, but you don't speak that language but there's other people that speak that language and God enables you temporarily to be able to speak their language in order to communicate something from God to those people. We see this gift operating on the day of Pentecost when the disciples were in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and there was tongues of fire that separated on each person uh, on their head and each person began to speak in other tongues. And then it says that there were people out Uh, outside on the streets from all over the world. They were uh, Jews and they were also converts to Judaism. And they heard these disciples speaking in their own native languages, uh, declaring the wonders of God. And uh, through that particular gift of known language tongues, uh, those people, those unbelievers on the the street, uh, eventually came to uh, salvation. And so the purpose of that gift is to help bring people to salvation. Then there's also unknown language tongues. Um, And this is where we're speaking mysteries in the spirit. Paul says that he who prays in tongues speaks mysteries to God in the spirit. And um, so tongues is is a mysterious. It's it's not a language that anyone's ever heard before. It's not a known language. Um, it's 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 a language of the spirit, and that's 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 the language that sounds like gibberish or gobbledygook, and uh, which the natural mind struggles to understand. But when you understand it from the spirit, it's actually very normal. Now, there's two kinds of unknown language tongues. Uh, the first one is when we speak to God, and the other one is when God speaks to Man, that is the gift of tongues with interpretation. Um, that is equal to prophecy. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 that he, in church, if you speak in a tongue, then you should pray that you also interpret so that everyone can understand 
and and be edified but if you just pray in your prayer language tongues then you're just speaking to yourself like to god you're having a private conversation with god and no one can understand and no one else is edified so if the corinthians just all get they are all getting up and speaking in tongues in church and then sitting down and there's no interpretation no one else is being edified only the person praying and so he's saying in a church it's better to um, rather prophesy because prophecy is clear everyone can understand it it's god speaking to people um, but but getting up in church and praying in your own prayer language tongues, that's not God speaking to people. That's just you speaking to God. And only you are edified through that. And um, and so he's saying it's better to prophesy because prophecy is uh, better than tongues in the church unless you pray in tongues and someone interprets. Then it's all good. Um, which means that he's, he's, refer he's, he's clearly showing that there's two kinds of tongues unknown language tongues, the one where you pray to God and the other one where God speaks to people. All right. So uh, technically, there are actually three kinds of tongues. There's known language tongues, which is a gift of tongues where God is speaking to people. Then there's unknown prayer language tongues where we are speaking to God. And then there is the gift of unknown tongues with interpretation where God is speaking to people. Now, there are actually also three recorded occasions in the Bible, in the book of Acts, um, where believers are filled with the Holy Spirit and then pray in tongues. And I believe that if you look a little bit deeper, you will see our three different kinds of tongues in operation. Firstly, on, in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in known language tongues, where people on the streets could understand what they were saying. Then in Acts chapter 10, Peter goes to Cornelius's house and he's preaching the gospel to Gentile unbelievers. And while he's preaching, it's like faith comes into their heart. They believe the gospel. What are you saying? They, suddenly they believe in Jesus. They get born again and the Holy Spirit falls upon them. And the Bible says that uh, Peter and the other uh, Jews, they, they saw that the Holy Spirit fell upon them because they heard them praying in tongues and magnifying God. Now I believe that those tongues were personal prayer language tongues uh, where they were speaking in tongues but magnifying God. So the direction of their tongues was people speaking to God or singing to God or um, declaring the praise of God in tongues. Um, so that's personal prayer language tongues. In Acts chapter 19, Paul, he meets some disciples, um, so believers, um, yet they hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They'd only received John's baptism. And so Paul uh, prays for them and he lays his hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. And then they start to pray in tongues and prophesy. And I believe this kind of tongues is the third kind of tongues, which is tongues with interpretation. Because tongues with interpretation is actually equal to prophecy. It's where God is speaking to us, to prophesize, to speak forth the things of God. So they prayed in tongues and prophesied. And so, you know, you could argue like, no, this was all just known language tongues, as some people might. But the reality is the last two occasions, there was no purpose for known language tongues because there was no unbelievers there. On the day of Pentecost, there was a purpose for known language tongues because there was lots of unbelievers there. Um, but in the last two cases, there weren't unbelievers. There was just the only people that were there were believers in both cases. And so... You know, I'll leave that with you. You can look into that and see what you think. All right. So for the rest of this video, I want to focus mostly on uh, personal prayer language tongues, because I believe that this is a really powerful tool in the spirit 
to, uh, to build you up on the inside and get you to walking in the Spirit. Believers who walk in the Spirit, uh, they will hear God much clearer. They will know God's will much clearer. They will unlock the supernatural in their life. And they will find they have an incredible resource and reservoir and an ability from God to overcome sin, to resist sin. And so there's so many benefits to praying in tongues. And I want to help get that unlocked in your life. And if you want to walk in the Spirit, if you want to see the miraculous, if you want to overcome sin, then spend more time praying in tongues. There's actually three expressions of personal prayer language tongues. Firstly, there's praying in tongues. Secondly, singing in tongues. And thirdly, interceding in tongues. Praying in tongues is all about edifying yourself. Uh, singing in tongues is about taking you deeper into the spirit and into worship. And um, interceding in tongues is all about the Holy Spirit helping you to pray for things that you don't know how to pray for or exactly what to pray for. But the Holy Spirit helps us to pray for those things and actually to give birth to the will of God through our life or through other people's lives. So let's look at the first expression of this personal prayer language tongues, which is praying in tongues. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 that he who prays in tongues edifies himself. And so... As you pray in tongues, you find a spiritual strength from God beginning to rise up in your inner person. And it's like a reservoir of the spirit of his life, of his strength begins to fill you. And all of a sudden, spiritual things are being activated in your life. Your ability to hear God, to see visions, to, to move in the miraculous, to have all the other gifts, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of healing, beginning to uh, manifest in your life because you are going further into the Spirit uh, as you are praying in the Spirit. Jude 1 verse 20 says, uh, Brothers, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. Paul says in Corinthians that when he prays in tongues, it's his Spirit Praying. So that's why it's often called praying in the Spirit. So Jude says that when you pray in the Spirit, you're actually building yourself up. Um, and so praying in tongues is a powerful tool for building yourself up. See, we can study the Word and renew our mind and let the Word of God build our faith. Okay, And that is one powerful thing. But there's another powerful thing of praying in tongues where you begin to, where, where revelation actually begins to flow in the Spirit. And so that the Holy Spirit actually takes the Word of God and makes it come alive to you because praying in the Spirit builds you up and takes you further into the Spirit. And so you literally start to think the thoughts of God. Um, your consciousness be starts to become God's consciousness. And if you've never experienced this, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. You literally just have to step out and experience it. It's like if you've never tasted chocolate before, um, you know, <laughs> it's like once you've tasted chocolate, no one can tell you that there's no such thing as chocolate. And so, and so praying in the Spirit helps us to go into the Spirit. And uh, John on the island of Patmos, he says that on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard a mighty voice coming from behind me. And then he turned around and he saw the glorified, resurrected Christ. And uh, Jesus just began to speak to him and give him revelation about things. And so, but, it, but John said that he was in the spirit, you know, and that's when he heard and when he saw. And so if he wasn't in the spirit, he wouldn't, have, he, he wouldn't have heard or seen Jesus because uh, Jesus didn't appear in the natural. He actually appeared in the spirit and John saw and heard him in the spirit. And so if we want to actually have encounter, deeper encounters with God and hear and see the things of God, we need to get in the spirit. Um, but the thing is, walking in the spirit or being in the spirit is not automatic. 
okay? Because we live in a natural world and most times we just wake up in the natural with our mind, intellect, thoughts, with just seeing the physical world, physical things, always confronted by natural, physical things. And so uh, we don't naturally just wake up in the spirit and live in the spirit and see angels and visions. It's We actually have to do something to get in the spirit you actively have to do something uh, and one of the ways of getting in the spirit is praying in tongues praying in the spirit jesus uh luke chapter 4 says that you know after he was baptized in the jordan the holy spirit came down upon him uh, and remained on him and then it says the spirit led him into the wilderness he went into the wilderness uh, it says full of the spirit but then later it says he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And then he went about doing incredible miracles and healings and his ministry uh, where he ministered in the power of the Spirit. And so what happened from being full of the Spirit to suddenly now being in the power of the Spirit? Well, it says he spent 40 days in the wilderness being led by the Spirit. And so what was Jesus doing? He was fellowshipping with God, with the Spirit. I believe he was praying. He was praying with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, praying in the Spirit for 40 days. And you can imagine um, if we spent 40 days, uh, for most of us, that's not practical and God doesn't expect that. But the, the principle of this is if we spend time getting rid of distractions, that was the wilderness, no distractions, nothing out there, you know, not even eating, you know, he fasted. Um, if we spend time with no distractions, focusing on God, praying in the Spirit, um, we will go from not just being full of the Spirit, but actually being in the power of the Spirit, where we'll begin to operate in the supernatural of God. And so I believe one of the keys for that to take place in our life is to spend time praying in the Spirit. All right, so let's talk about the second expression of prayer language tongues, and that is singing in tongues. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 and 15, that he will pray in tongues or he will pray with his mind, his understanding, his known language, or he will sing in tongues, in the spirit, or he will sing with his mind, with his understanding. Um, and so, you know, you can, you can pray in tongues and you can also sing in tongues. And the purpose of singing in tongues um, is worship. It's, it's worshiping in the spirit. You know, it's wonderful to worship God with, with known songs and, you know, even just new songs that you begin to sing. But, it's, but there's another thing called singing in the spirit, singing in tongues, um, which is just a whole other dimension of our worship. And it helps us to go deeper in the spirit and to worship God spirit to spirit. And, and Jesus said to, remember the woman at the well in John 4, that a time is coming when... Um, uh, that the Father seeks those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And uh, God wants us to worship Him in the spirit. And one of the ways is in tongues, singing in the spirit. And uh, it, it really is just about us becoming sensitive to God in worship and going deeper in God in, in worship. And uh, singing in tongues is a, can be a private expression or experience, and it can also be a public experience expression. You can actually do this in church uh, where the congregation is worshiping God and all of a sudden something will just come over. The Spirit of God will come over the congregation and you'll just have this feeling to just want to sing out in tongues. And I've experienced this so many times in churches, um, in numbers of different churches, where we're worshiping God and something happens like we go another level deeper in the Spirit and all of a sudden people just begin to sing in tongues and then this harmonious sound comes over the congregation where everyone's just lifting up their voices in tongues. And I mean, we see this happening in the book of Acts. So this is normal. 
Um, you know, we, this that it happened in Acts 2 and also happened in Acts 10, where they were praying in tongues and magnifying God. That's, that's singing and glorifying and worshiping God. And uh, it's a beautiful thing when it happens in a congregation. And it always takes um, the whole congregation to another level of intimacy in worship and, and deeper in worship. This kind of tongues generally can't be manufactured or forced. Um, normally it's a move of the spirit where he just moves on the congregation's heart and you just have this feeling, I just feel like singing out in tongues. It's always great if the worship leader or the leaders of the meeting actually pick that up and encourage it and get everyone singing. And for a while, we're just singing in tongues. And there's all different kinds of levels and notes. And it's just multifaceted colors. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is doing so much in those times that the natural mind can't just understand all of it. But it's actually a wonderful, beautiful and a powerful thing. And I really encourage it in your life and in churches and congregations. The third expression of speaking in tongues is interceding in tongues. And uh, we get this from Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so the Bible says here that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us or with us uh, with groans that cannot be expressed in words. And uh, this is actually found in a context of um, while we wait on earth, we're, we're waiting for the, the sons of God to be made manifest in the earth. And while we wait, we, we, we groan inwardly um, and, and our spirit we, is, is connected with the Holy Spirit. It's speaking about a divine connection of our spirit with the Holy Spirit. And, um, and it's actually in the context of labor. And when a woman goes into labor, um, something suddenly comes upon her and all of a sudden she is in labor and now she is giving birth to something. And there's a lot of groans, a lot of groaning and laboring uh, that takes place. And it can be, sometimes it can be a, just a, a heavy laboring, but because she's, she's giving birth something and something has been broken through. And once the baby comes through, comes forth, then there's a sense of joy and peace and relief. And you sort of forget the labor. Apparently, I, I wouldn't know I'm a guy, but apparently you quickly forget the labor because suddenly the, the baby, this joy is in front of you. And, and it's like that with intercession, praying and interceding in tongues. All of a sudden, a burden of the Holy Spirit comes upon you um, because God is wanting to manifest his will in your life or in someone else's life. And he's wanting you to pray it into being, um, to partner with heaven, to give birth to his will, to manifest. And it's like you suddenly, intercession is like labor. It comes upon you and you begin to groan in the spirit. The spirit begins to groan like through you with with words with groans that cannot be expressed in words and uh, this is speaking about unknown i believe unknown language tongues and laboring and intercession and uh, just like birth you can't stop halfway through you have to keep going until you've uh, until the 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 baby comes forth until there's a breakthrough in the spirit and so you know that the will of god is going to come forth through your life or in the lives of other people. And so this is intercession tongues. And it's a very powerful gift. It's also an individual experience or a public experience. You can do this by yourself. 
I do this very often, praying in the spirit, all of a sudden a burden of intercession comes upon you. You spend time laboring and groaning in the spirit, in, in tongues, until finally there is a breakthrough. You can feel a spiritual shift take place and, and suddenly that peace comes, the joy comes, and it's like you know, wow, that thing that I was praying for, I've got a breakthrough. I, I've, I've got a down posit in the spirit that now that thing is going to manifest in the natural. And so you can do that by yourself or you can do it in church, in prayer meetings in church. Um, as, a, as a congregation, as a prayer meeting, you can all pray together in intercession and give birth to something, the will of God in that church or other people's lives. And actually an example of this kind of intercession tongues in the scriptures is where Paul commends Epaphras for praying for the Colossians church in this tongue, this laboring in tongues. And in Colossians 4 verse 12, Paul says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So Epaphras actually labored fervently in prayer uh, on behalf of the Colossian church, interceding on behalf of the Colossians church. What for? So that they would stand firm in the will of God. He was praying for them to manifest the will of God in their life. He was trying to bring forth the will of God in the Colossian churches in their life. Well, I hope this video has helped um, bring some clarity about tongues. Like I said, I've written a whole article about this. You can find it on my website, newnatureministries.org. And uh, look out for the next video, which will help you and coach you on how to receive the gift of praying in your personal prayer language tongues and how to activate it. I'll actually coach you through how to get it activated and operating in your life. And it's actually very easy, very simple. And so God bless you. Kylie and I would like to invite you to prayerfully consider financially partnering with New Nature Ministries so that together we can reach further with the gospel. God has given us a worldwide mission to see people saved, set free and walking in the spirit. As this ministry continues to grow by the grace of God and with your help, our focus will increasingly be on producing numerous teaching resources, planning churches, developing a Bible academy, hosting international conferences, developing a ministry network, TV ministry, and setting up a charity to help children who are victims of abuse. The reality is it costs time and money to do this well. And just like a local church, we rely on the faithful generosity of financial partners who believe in this ministry. Your partnership makes a big difference and effectively will impact people for eternity. As a thank you gift, we'd like to bless you with a free e-copy of all of our current books. We would truly value your partnership and hope that you would consider standing with us in what we believe is an eternally significant and important purpose from God. We love and value our partners and look forward to connecting with you in joint partnership on a mission together. And with all of our love, we want to say thank you and God bless.